This recording is brought to you by Ancient History Encyclopedia. Scipio Africanus the Elder, written by Joshua J. Mark, and narrated by Nathan Sill, the producer of the Flashpoint History Podcast. Scipio Africanus Major, so named because of his military victories in Africa which won the Second Punic War, was also known as Scipio the Elder. However, he was born Publius Cornelius Scipio in 236 before the Common Era. His family was of Etruscan descent and of patrician upper class. His father, also named Publius Cornelius Scipio, was a Roman consul and in 218 BCE brought his son along with him on campaign to face the great Carthaginian general Hannibal in northern Italy. Although ancient writers have reported that in his later years Scipio wrote an autobiography and many other works, these have been lost and all we know of his life are the details of his military victories and his actions as a statesman. Hannibal's Victories at the Battle of Ticinus River, Hannibal's troops so outmaneuvered the Roman forces that his father was surrounded. His son rode into battle, shaming the Roman troops who were hesitating, and rescued his father. At the Battle of Cannae in 216 BCE, which was a disastrous defeat for the Romans, Scipio experienced firsthand the brilliance of Hannibal's tactics. It was in this battle that the Carthaginian army managed to surround and then later destroy over 44,000 Roman troops. Believing that Hannibal could not be defeated by traditional arts of war, his father thought it the best strategy to cut off Hannibal's supply line from Spain. He therefore took his son and joined up with his brother Gnaeus Scipio, who was already fighting Hannibal's brother Hasdrubal in Spain at the time. Both his father and Gnaeus were killed in action at the battles of Beta's Valley, and Scipio was forced to return to Rome. The Second Punic War The Carthaginians under Hasdrubal now held Spain without contest, and the Roman Senate could not tolerate such a situation. Hannibal, after all, had started the Second Punic War through his attack on the city of Saguntum, which happened to be a Roman ally. His brother, it seemed now, was free to do as he pleased throughout the region. The Senate thus needed a general of considerable ability to send up against Hasdrubal, but nobody wanted the job as the campaign seemed to be a death sentence. Though only 24 years old and thought too young to command, Scipio volunteered for the position and left Rome with 10,000 infantry, 1,000 cavalry, and this to meet Hasdrubal's force numbering over 40,000 strong. Scipio landed in Spain at the mouth of the Ebro River and immediately took action. He laid siege to the city of Carthago Nova, which was thought impregnable owing to the strong fortifications and also the natural defense of a lagoon which prevented attack from one whole side of the city. Through intelligence reports, however, Scipio learned that the lagoon was subject to a significant drop in level owing to the ebb of the tide at night. Leading a column of soldiers through the shallow water at night, Scipio managed to breach the walls and take the city. The Roman historian Livy tells the story that, presented with a beautiful woman as a war prize by his troops, Scipio graciously refused her and sent her back to her fiancé along with the ransom money which her family had paid for her release. 
Scipio would continue to maintain this practice of clemency and graciousness throughout his campaigns, portraying himself and Rome as liberators instead of as conquerors. The Battle of Baecula At the Battle of Baecula, Scipio defeated Hasdrubal's superior forces and drove him from the field using tactics he had learned from Hannibal. Hasdrubal, hoping to cross the Alps and join his brother in Italy, was met again by Scipio's forces at the Mataris River in 207 BCE. It was at this battle that Hasdrubal was killed in battle and his forces scattered. Spain was now a colony of Rome. It was at this point that Scipio began to ask the Roman Senate for supplies and an army to march on Carthage itself. He believed, rightly so, that if Carthage were threatened, then Hannibal would be recalled from Italy to defend it. The Roman Senate initially refused the request, so Scipio raised an army himself. According to the historian Durant, quote, The people admired him not only because he was handsome and eloquent, intelligent and brave, but pious, courteous, and just, end quote. Scipio then threatened the Roman Senate with an appeal to the Roman people for support of his campaign, and they, fearing his popularity, gave him command of Sicily. Using Sicily as his base of operations, Scipio managed to invade North Africa in 205 BCE. Allied with the Numidian king Massinissa, Scipio managed to defeat Carthage's ally Syphax and then took the city of Utica. As he had predicted, Carthage recalled Hannibal from Italy to save the capital. The Battle of Zama At the Battle of Zama in 202 BCE, which was located about 50 miles south of Carthage, Scipio defeated Hannibal. It was the only battle Hannibal lost since assuming command of Carthaginian forces, but it was a pivotal loss. Scipio had long been learning from Hannibal's tactics and knew them well. When Hannibal sent his elephants charging against the Roman lines, Scipio revealed that he had formed them in columns, allowing the elephants to pass harmlessly through the alleys opened up by his ranks. Furthermore, Scipio had his musicians sound their trumpets and bang their drums loudly in order to startle the elephants. The elephants then panicked, some of them turning around and trampling Hannibal's own troops. The cavalry forces of Massinissa and Scipio's old friend and general Gaius Lilius then fell upon the Carthaginian cavalry, driving them from the field and back beyond Carthaginian lines. Scipio then advanced his forces, broke Hannibal's front line, and at the same time, the cavalry of Lilius and Massinissa returned to fall upon the Carthaginian rear. It was estimated that the Carthaginians suffered 20,000 casualties, but compare this to 1,500 Romans. Hannibal fled back to Carthage where he urged surrender, thus ending the Second Punic War. In adapting Hannibal's tactics and using his own strategies against him, Scipio forever changed the way Roman forces would fight from Zama onwards. Senate Indictments and Retirement Back in Rome, Scipio's political enemies sought to harass him through petty legal means such as accusing his brother Lucius of accepting bribes and misappropriating funds. Scipio tore up the account books as well as the indictments and on the floor of the Senate asked why there was so much concern over so small an amount of money when he had negotiated the peace with Carthage 
and brought so much treasure to Rome. Despite this obvious fact, senatorial persecutions continued in further small measures against him, and in 185 BCE he retired to his estate in Laternum, then dying in 183 BCE, which, ironically, was the same year in which Hannibal died. Disgusted with the Roman government's ingratitude, he left instructions that he be buried near his estate, and according to ancient writers had the inscription, quote, Ungrateful fatherland, you will not even have my bones inscribed on his tomb. Scipio Africanus is remembered along with Alexander the Great, Hannibal, and Julius Caesar as one of the greatest military minds of the ancient world. He never lost a single engagement while he was in command of an army and behaved chivalrously toward those he defeated. In negotiating the peace with Carthage, he left her those holdings she had in Africa, pardoned Hannibal, which was largely the cause of his later persecutions by the upper-class Romans, and let the city keep ten warships to protect her trade in the Mediterranean region. In doing so, he followed the policy which he had initiated in Spain of defeating hostile forces and then initiating healing through clemency. Scipio believed that he was favored by the gods and that he should return that favor by living an impressive life. The record of history shows that he more than succeeded in doing so and left a lasting name not only as a great general, but more importantly, as an honorable man. This recording was brought to you by Ancient History Encyclopedia, a nonprofit organization. If you want to help support our work, you can support us on Patreon by following the link in the description below. If you're interested in more articles on ancient history, please visit www.ancient.eu. And if you're also interested in historical podcasts, please visit Flashpoint History, now available on iTunes, YouTube, and Google Play.